This is Nova Church Halifax, where we love God and love people. Tune in as Pastor Mike Miller teaches from God's Word and how we can have a Nova life, a new life. If you have your Bible today, if you turn to First Chronicles chapter 12, um, starting next week, we have a new series we're starting. You'll see the slide behind me. Really excited about this called Sunday School. Now, if you didn't grow up in church, if some of you did grow up in church, how many remember Sunday School? Anybody ever go to Sunday School? Anybody remember felt boards? We're going to bring that back. There's something about a felt board, man. You know it was going to be good. You know the teacher was prepared, and they brought out the felt board. And then they brought out that one old guy, and he was everybody. He was Moses. He was Elijah. Whatever they needed the old guy for, remember? But then it was, like, old, and after a while, like, it would start to fall off the felt board, and that was the best part. Like, right in the middle of the serious part where God was going to kill a bunch of people, the old guy would fall off the felt board, and we'd giggle in the back. Felt, I remember Sunday school. But you know what? There's some people I'm realizing in our culture and our uh, growing up, when I grew up, if I said uh, certain like David, people would go, well, Goliath. If I said Samson, they'd go Delilah. But we live in a culture where people didn't have the privilege or the chance to go to church. So there are some stories people go, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I, I hear the reference. I don't know. We want to go back to set us up for new levels this year. And there's some truths in those stories that maybe you heard a thousand times or maybe for the first time. Some truths that God wants to use in our lives. We're going to go back starting next Sunday. We have a four-week series called Sunday School. I promise you it's going to encourage you. Uh, you're going to be blessed by that. It's going to set you up for new levels for 2019 starting next week. Today, though, First Chronicles chapter 12. Uh, chapter 30. I'm going to read it from the New King James Version today. Uh, we're going to encourage you this first Sunday of the new year. I'm excited. Something about a new year. New possibilities, new relationships, new adventures. And I am full of hope. And we believe today that you will catch the hope. If you walked in here with no hope, you're going to walk out of here. Our hope is contagious. Why? Because we believe God is good and we believe God has a plan. And when you have God on your side, anything is possible. So get your head up and your hopes high. Amen. First Chronicles chapter 12, verse 30. Let me start reading in verse, uh, actually in verse 31. It says, this is now Ezra, who wrote this book, is now bragging on these warriors, these men that fought for a guy named David. We're going to hear about David in our series coming up, but King David had these mighty men. They were so legendary. These were all-stars. These were the guys that were the heroes. And in this chapter, they're bragging on these men and the legions of soldiers that they led. So really, it's a hall of fame, and they're bragging on these men. And we pick it up in verse 31. Of the half-tribe of Manasseh, 18,000. They're listing all the men and who they led. 18,000 who were designated by name to come and make David king. Of the sons of Issachar, who had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. We need to pray for our leaders to have understanding of the times. We have all the, all the information in the world. We have Google. We have everything. We have more opinions, but we need wisdom knowing what to do. We need to pray for our teachers. If wisdom is challenging to be a teacher in this, in this culture, for our politicians, for our pastors, for uh, our leaders, we need to believe for an understanding of the time. It says their chiefs were 200, and all their brethren were at their command. Verse 33. Uh, of Zebulon, who were 50,000, who went out to battle, expert in war, and all weapons of war, stout-hearted men who could keep ranks. If you have an old-fashioned Bible that doesn't light up, you can underline. I'd underline that. Who can keep ranks. Of uh, Naphtali, 1,000 captains, and with them 37,000 with shield and spear. Of the Danites, who could keep battle Formation, I'd underline that too. Keep battle formation. 28,600 of Asher who could go out to war, able to keep battle 
formation, 40,000 of the Reubenites and the Gadites and the half-tribe and the mosquito bites. Well, that's not in there. I'm just going to add that. Of Manasseh, from the other side of the Jordan, um, 120,000 armed for battle with every kind of weapon of war. Verse 38, the best verse. And all these men of war who could keep ranks came to Hebron with a loyal heart to make David king over all of Israel and all the rest of Israel were of, one, uh, were, were of two, of, of, verse, of one mind to make David king. Today, for the next few minutes, I want to talk on this topic, this first Sunday of 2019. This topic, write this down somewhere. If you're taking notes, if you're a hashtag person, lane assist. Lane assist. We're believing that God's going to help us start this year in the right lane, on the right course, that we can finish this year further ahead in our marriages, in our businesses, in our personal lives, come on, in our faith, than we were when we started. Amen, let's pray. Father, I thank you for this day. God, I thank you for your word that is powerful. Father, it's, it, it is life-changing. And today, as we take these next few minutes and unpack the word, your word, the word of God, we pray that you would speak life to us. God, we pray we'd walk out of here more in love with you, more hungry to be like you, knowing that you are for us, not against us, but you do have a plan. God, I pray, I thank you for everyone on the sound of my voice. There are some real needs in this room today. Physical needs, emotional needs, relationship needs, vocational needs. God, I pray you would show up in a real way. And God, show your realness to people. Father, I pray we'd feel your presence today. God, thank you for what you're doing. And again, Father, bless Moncton with all the snow that you had promised for Halifax this year. And everybody said, God love Moncton. Someone has to. Okay, here's a question I have for you today. Are you a good driver? Something like, I don't know. If you don't know, you're probably not, okay? Are you a good driver? Married couple's in the room. <clears throat> I'm looking at you. Who is the better driver of the married couple? If you think, if you're married today and your spouse is here and you think you're the better driver, I want you to put your hand up real high. I just started a whole bunch of fights to start 2019. <laughs> Let's see it again. Anybody in the room, who thinks they're a good driver in this room? How many know they're not a good driver? All right, you're not allowed to park in this parking lot, Okay. <laughs> We need bubble wrap, and, and sent, they made backup cameras for you, all right? Uh, I think I'm a good driver. I think everybody else is a lousy driver. Uh, I'm coaching them from my car often when I'm driving. Uh, I say things, I, I talk to them, I'm coaching them. Not always the most lovingly when I'm driving. I'm, I, that's why I drive so fast. I got to stay away from all the bad drivers. And uh, I'm just, I'm always watching the mirrors, and I'm going. And uh, I think I'm a really good driver. I do, I do. As a driver, there's a couple of things that just bother me, and maybe you have these as well. There's some things that bother me. First of all, like uh, some of these bumper stickers make me laugh, but some of them are scary. Have you seen some of these? Like I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna tell you right now. If you have, if you have anything about your pet on your car, I, I just, I just, I'm just guessing you have a Chihuahua on your lap and you're not even driving. We can't talk on our phone, but you can have a full-blown dog on your lap. How is that legal? I don't even know. I don't even know. I'm like, excuse me, I have issues with that, but. I have a couple main things that really kind of bother me, and one is people that are uh, going slow in the fast lane. Where are my people at? Come on, you know what I'm talking about. Like, uh, that's the best amen I've gotten in, like, years right there. Oh, bro, pre, oh, he pre-word now. That's a word. I got a word right there. You know what I'm talking about? Like, you, like, there's lanes for a reason, right? There's the slow lane, and you can do your 80, 90, 100, but then there's the fast lane. People got to go somewhere. People that have jobs and families and something to do, right? You get in the fast lane, and nothing bothers me more than people that are going slow in the fast lane. I'll pass them on the inside. I had to go to a driving course this year because I lost so many points. <laughs> That's a true story, because... 
I was so awesome at driving, the cops wanted to catch up and tell me how good I was. <laughs> but in that course, they said, you can pass on the inside if they're not doing the rate of speed. I was like, thank you for that permission. This course was worth it, worth the money right there. And my worst place for this is Magazine Hill. Come on, where are my Halifax people? You're going up Magazine Hill from, I'm gonna rant for a moment. We'll get to the preaching. Just see, this is, this is my therapy, by the way. I think every preacher needs a, a therapist. You guys are my therapy, by the way. I just confess things. I go home later on going, shouldn't have said that. Can you erase that from the podcast? I'll text the team and they'll erase it. This is just me just venting sometimes. And thank you for allowing me to do that. And uh, I just love you guys for that. I feel like I should be laying down right now and talking. And <laughs> Magazine Hill, you're coming from Dartmouth to Bedford. How many of you know what I'm talking about? And what happens is there are people that are going to Bedford. You know who you are. You're going to Bedford. And you know you're going to Bedford. And you know the lane at the top isn't designed right. So you got to be in the passing lane to make Bedford. But at the bottom of the hill, you're still in that lane. And that's the fast lane. So I'm at the bottom of the hill trying to get home, trying to do something. I'm thinking, oh, okay, here we go. And we're going at Magazine Hill, and the slow people that want to go to Bedford are determined they're going to make that turn four kilometers early, so they're in the outside lane, just taking their time. And I'm sitting there going, come on, get in the right lane, and then when it's right time, you can move the wrong lane. People in the wrong lane. Isn't that frustrating? Yeah. And then you try to get around people, and somehow they still end up at the same place you do at the exact same time. That frustrates me. <laughs> My wife will go the normal speed. She's just comfortable. She's listening to her worship music. She's praying for the nations. I'm pretty sure she's knitting quilts for orphans. Like she's just like an angel driving. I'm going like at a, at a speed meant for rocket fuel and violent diarrhea. And I'm just moving. And we get there the same time. You'd think I'd learn something about that, but no. But people get in the, in the slow lane. They're in the wrong lane. The wrong lane frustrates me. Here's another thing that frustrates me. People leave their blinker on. I think they should all be shipped to Moncton. I just think they just... God might ask us to plant a church in Moncton. Wouldn't that be funny? We'll have to pick on somewhere else. <clears throat> Charlottetown, okay, you know. People get their blinker on, and, and my, uh, I, I'm always watching them because nothing annoys me more going, are they turning or not turning? Because they have their blinker on for like six years in this lane, but all of a sudden they make a turn, they pull out, so I'm always like, do I pass them, do I not pass them? They have their blinker on to make a lane change, but I don't trust it, it's been on for a while. Do they forget about it, or do they do it early? And it causes you nervousness, because it indicates, what's a blinker there for? To indicate change. People in the wrong lane, or people indicating they're gonna make a change. It, that's probably my biggest annoying, that and uh, all those family stickers on cars. They got the dog, we, ha we have one on our car, but thank you Jesus, it's a new year. Uh, we have Nova stickers. You can put right over top of that family sticker. It'll be awesome. You know, I realize driving well is a lot like living well. It really is. You got to know the lane you're supposed to be in. And you got to stay in that lane. We have so many people indicating lane change. They get frustrated. I don't like this lane. It's not going fast enough. I'm not getting promoted. I'm not getting seen. I'm not getting where I need to go. I need to put my blinker on. And they, they, show, and they never stay in one lane. They're all over the place. Or they're in the wrong lane going, you know, I don't think you're supposed to be doing that. Yeah, I'm, this is my lane. I'm not going the right speed, I'm not going the right direction, but this is my lane. I think life is a lot like driving. We got people in the wrong lane, and listen, I believe living well uh, is a lot like driving well. Know the lane you're supposed to be in and stay in that lane. So many people get in a wreck when they get in the wrong lane, or they change at the wrong time. So many wrecks. I saw so many over Christmas, people in a hurry, going places. And I realized most accidents happen when you're in the wrong lane, or you change at the wrong time. In what I just read in First Chronicles is a story of these warriors. 
And what was amazing was it kept saying about their value, and their value wasn't so much in their weapons or their talent, but over and over and over, it kept saying their, their value was their key that they could stay, their ability to stay in the right lane, their ability to stay in the right formation. It says these men here, they, could, they knew their battle formation. These men here, when the arrows were flying, when the, when the swords were coming, when the horses were charging, they knew to keep rank. These guys over here, no matter how stressed they were, no matter how tired they were, they would not break up their formation. They knew this is where they're supposed to be, this is where they had to be, and if they stayed where they were called to be, they would see victory, even though it got tough, it got bloody, and it got, it got, got bruised. If I stay in my formation, we will come through this all right. In my life, when I'm struggling, the first thing I think about doing is changing my lane. I was talking to Nancy yesterday, I had one of those moments, you ever, maybe I'm the only one going, are we any good at this? Is this church even working? Like, like really, like, and sometimes you get in your own head. Am I the only one? You just get in your own head? And I'm going, man, we had 885 people show up to Christmas Eve. That was huge. But yesterday I'm going, do we even, are we even good at this? And I was like, what else could I do? Nancy's like, you can't do anything else. That's all you can do is preach. Right, that's my lane. I can't make dinner. I can't put a coach from Ikea together. There's a lot of things I can't do. I can't drive under the limit, right? But speed limit, that is, you know. I just want to make sure that was out there. <clears throat> I want to encourage you today. The Bible talks about our lanes and our formation. Heard someone say this, that 2019 could be the best year of your life if you want it to be. A calendar flipping over changes nothing, but it does give us initiative. It gives us hope for a change. But a calendar changing uh, on your iPhone or on the wall does nothing to change except choice. Choice changes things. I'm thankful for a fresh start, but I want to encourage you. The Bible talks about our lane. Let me hear say what it says in Psalm 119 in the message version. It says this, you are blessed when you stay on course. We could stop right there. You are blessed when you stay on. I want to remind you, God has a course for your life. Some of you feel aimless today. You don't need to feel aimless. God has a plan for you. You were made on purpose with purpose. And you may go through a valley, you may go through a rough time, but there is a plan for your life. It says, you are blessed when you stay on course, walking steadily on the road revealed by God. You are blessed when you follow his directions, doing your best to find him. That's right, don't go off on your own. You walk straight along the road, he said. You, God, prescribed the right way to live. Now you expect us to live it. Oh, that my steps might be steady, keeping to the course you set. Then I'd never have any regrets in comparing my life with your counsel. I thank you for speaking straight from your heart. I learned the pattern of your righteous ways. I'm, doing, I'm going to do what you tell me to do. Don't ever walk off and leave me. How can a young person have a clean life by carefully reading the map of your word? This is more than a book. It's a map. It's a blueprint. It's a manual for your life. It says, I'm single-minded in my pursuit of you. Don't let me miss the road signs that you've posted. I've banked your promises in this vault of my heart, and I won't sin myself bankrupt. Be blessed, God. Train me in your ways of wise living. I'll transfer to my lips all the counsel that comes from your mouth. I delight far more in what you tell me about living than, than in gathering a pile of riches. I ponder every morsel of wisdom from you. I attentively watch how you've done it. I relish everything you've told me of life. I won't forget a word of it. Be, oh, this is good. Be generous with me and I'll live a full life. Not for a minute where I take eyes off your road. Gotta watch your lane. Open my eyes, I can see 
What you show me, your miracle wonders. I'm a stranger in these parts. Give me clear directions. Today, for the next just few minutes, I want to unpack three things I believe will help you with your lane assistance. Had this car, bought this car a couple years ago, and it has lane assistance. It's amazing that if you have that on in your car, that if you start to drift out of your lane, the wheel will start to shake, go and stay in your lane. Today, I believe some of us need to have a little shaking from God, going, hey, you're called to be in a lane, stay in your lane. Because if you stay in your lane, you stay on the road. If you stay on the road, you get to where God has for you. And his plan for you is better than you know it is. He is better than you think he is. God has a good plan, amen. Three things to help us with our lane assist. Number one, daily seek him. Daily seek him. In Mark 1, verse 35, Jesus here is in the middle of his ministry. There's so much going on. He's, he's working his rescue mission for the cross. And he says this, before daybreak the next morning, Jesus got up and went out to an isolated place to pray. Later, Simon and the others went to find him. When they found him, they said, everyone is looking for you. Daily seek him. Jesus did it and so should we. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ or if you're thinking about becoming a follower of Jesus Christ, it's not about just coming to a church on a Sunday morning. It's about daily seeking him. I love what it says, everyone, Simon says, everyone's looking for you. Isn't that a picture of our lives? It doesn't mean like we're always accessible. Man, I shut my phone off on Christmas Day for 24 hours. I was a free man. I didn't check any, I just shut it up. Why? Because we're so accessible. In the days, isn't it interesting that everybody's looking for us? Did, if you're a business owner, if you're a parent, if you're a, a student, if you're, there's always something clamoring for our attention and our time. And Jesus knew in his day, I had to get away early. And listen, I need to daily seek the Father because I, I need to get my source before I become someone else's supply. I want to encourage you before. Listen, people are going to come looking for you. Some, sometimes I say, you know what, I'm just going to put it off. I'm going to do it a little later on. And it's amazing how everyone then comes looking for me. My kids need something. A church needs something. My own mind goes places. I need stuff, and I get going. I want to remind you today that we daily seek him. If you want to stay in your lane, if last year maybe wasn't so consistent for you, maybe you grew, but you want to see God take you to another level, you got to get in your lane. How do you do that? You daily seek him. Go to your source before you become someone else's supply. There are people relying on you, parents, your teenagers, your kids. Business owners, people are relying on you. And before you, you can supply them, you've got to get a source for yourself. Jesus, who was man and God, had to go to his source before he became their supply. And if Jesus did it, we have to do it. Daily seek him. Can I encourage yourself? You have to develop your own personal walk. This is what I love about uh, our, our faith, is you don't need to wait for Sunday. There are other types of faiths and other types of even brands that you have to wait till you go to church and talk to the man of God. You don't have to wait for Sunday. You don't have to wait for me. You can feed yourself. Jesus didn't die on the cross for you to wait for a man or a woman to come and open the Bible and say, here's what you need to know. We have the word of God. You can go after God on your own. The Bible says he's as close as the mention of his name, that whoever calls on his name. That means if you're new to this faith, you've been around forever. When you bow your knee, when you open, drive and you open your mouth and say, God, I need your help. He is there. That's good news today. You don't need to wait for Sunday. You don't need to wait for me. You don't need to wait for some podcast or some preacher. You can go after God on your own. There's something powerful about that. How frustrating would it be to wait to have to walk through a certain building and talk to a certain person before you could approach God? You can approach God right where you are. And the best prayers start with help. God, I need help. I don't know how. I'm just frustrated. God, I don't know how to help how to raise these kids. God, I don't know how help how I'm going to pay that bill. God, I don't know how to deal with my attitude. God, I just feel like I have no self-control. And you know what I'm doing with those people at these times? God, I just need your help. And it says the Bible says he rushes in. 
That's good news today. But we can daily seek him. There's this famous quote that a goal without a plan is just a wish. So many people have a goal. 2019, this is my year. It's famous, hey, all the gyms. You know, they're full in January and empty in February. Or maybe it's finances. I'm going to do a budget in January. I know this, a goal without a plan is just a wish. If I want to be better at my finances, it's just a wish unless I get a plan. If I want to be better at my physical health, it's just a wish unless I get a plan. If you want to be better in your faith, stronger in your faith, it's just a wish without a plan. Can I encourage you? Daily seek him. That's why we're doing these 21 days of prayer, to help us get some good habits starting this year. You would have got this when you came in. We're going to give you one next week. We emailed it this morning, yesterday. It's seven days, simple, five minutes, what we're going to pray for. How to pray in a Bible verse. You can read that. Would you start with us these 21 days in the comfort of your home? Some of you work back shift. Maybe you're at work. Take a moment. Maybe you can't do it at 7 in the morning. Maybe you can do it at, at noon and lunch hour. Get in your car and open your Bible on your Bible app, or on your Bible. Read this and pray and go, God, help me today. Why? Because if you daily seek him. Here's what I've realized. The success of our years is found in the devotion of our days. This year, all it is is 365 days. And I know this, if I seek him daily, each day builds on another one. And, if, and my devotion of my days creates a success in my years. I want to encourage you to seek. You're quiet today, but this is good. Help you stay in your lane. Daily seek him. Number two, lane assist to help us stay in our lane. We daily seek him. And number two, we worship weekly together. Oh, I'm a big fan of this one. So are you because you're here today. Start your week worshiping together. There's something about church, people. Something about good church. There's something about bad church as well. We were talking to one of the load team today. I was like, man, I wouldn't have done well in this church growing up, but this is my church. Why? Because those seats are way too comfortable and these lights are way too dark. I'd be asleep really quick in this church. Person next to you is asleep. You, it's okay to slap them. Just nudge them. Just say, he's talking about you. Just say that to them. Wake them up today. But you know, there's something about coming to church together, especially a healthy, good church. You know what the latest stats say? Latest stats say this, if you go to church once a month, you're a committed, consistent Christian. Because we've, we've drifted so far that we call consistency going, hey, once a month, I'm good. Do you know what you call someone who goes to the gym once a month? Out of shape. You would call someone who pays their bills once in a while? Broke. I've realized in my life, listen, this is not a pressure church. We're not that church that puts heavy on you. Be here. We're not that church. But I do know this. There is a truth in starting your week worshiping together. Listen, if you only show up once a month or once every while, you miss so much. Series that build on series. This next one, Sunday School, is going to set you up with troops for this year. You miss so much if you're not here. Moments that are more alive than just a podcast. Podcast, thank God for our podcast. But there are more moments that happen that aren't on the stage, that are so life-giving. You're missing the chance to serve. Listen, there's something about serving that activates. I'd rather do something than watch something. I'd rather play road hockey than watch an NHL game. Why? There's something about being a part of a win, being a part of something. When you're not gathering weekly, you're missing another chance to serve, a chance to worship, a chance to hear God through others. God speaks not just through the guy at the microphone. He speaks in the lobby in conversations. He speaks in 60 seconds when you're walking around meeting people. He talks in the parking lot. He talks during the worship. And you're missing out on God. God wants to get a word to you, but you've got to get yourself in a place, in an atmosphere. You know what this place is? It's a green greenhouse. You know what greenhouses are good for? It doesn't matter what its season is outside, things grow in greenhouses. 
In Nova Scotia, you better have a greenhouse if you're going to grow anything. Why? Because winter comes and fall comes. This is a greenhouse on Sunday mornings. The atmosphere in your life might be toxic. Your family might be tough. Your workplace might be unbelieving and full of, uh, uh, of anger and issues. There might be stuff going on in your life. But when you walk into this greenhouse, good things grow here on Sunday mornings. You walk in here, your hope will grow. Man, I got beat down this week, man. Things are so tough at work. There's so many issues, and I didn't get that promotion, and that person's uh, trying to get my job, and I got some drama. You walk in here, hope grows in your life to walk back out and use it. Forgiveness grows here. Generosity grows here. This is a greenhouse. We worship together weekly. Hebrews 10, 24 says this way, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Oh, I want to be a part of a motivating church motivating us to love each other, help our city, help our neighbors. Verse 25, and let us not neglect our meeting together. Listen, do not neglect meeting together. If you're coming here, that you haven't been here for a while, maybe this is your first year, this is not a pressure thing, this is a you thing. I believe, honestly, you stay in your lane when you come together. I tell you, coming to church, readjust my attitude sometime. Man, I can't do this. I'm not good at this. Man, I don't know what that person's thinking. And I come here and I hear a message. I sing a song. My heart starts to awake and go, no, 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 no. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Maybe I should do this. Maybe that person should go do that. And all of a sudden, I get realigned. Why? Because worshiping together keeps me in my lane. Oh, atmosphere is absolutely everything. Here's another thought you need to know why you need to come is you speak a language I don't. There are people walking through our doors that need what you have. And they might not get it from a message. I'm smart enough to know. People walk in here and they tune me out. Why? Because you have a connection to people that I don't. And there's some people, the reason why they're in this church because of a conversation at the door or at the cafe or because of the kids' ministry or because of the worship or because someone's sitting next to them. Like, I'm only coming because I get to sit next to you. And my life is so much better with you a part of it. You are the key to someone else's lane. And you speak a language. You know also why you need to come? You have gifts and value to help build this thing. Your talents, we saw it today on the stage. We see it off the stage. Our team gives their talents, and because they show up, we build a place for people far from God can walk in here and have a moment. It's even your giving. God calls everyone to give. But some of you, there's been anointing on you and an influence on you with giving. God wants you to be a part of helping this go to another level. I believe this year will be one of another level of challenges, but also great victories. I see multi-services, I see multi-site, I see a lot of things. But when we come together and say, I'm going to give what I have, give my time, give my forgiveness, give my talents, give my finances, something happens when we gather together. There is a motivation and a momentum that heaven cheers and hell fears. There's power in coming together, meeting weekly. Last things for lane assist is be known, not just seen. Be known, not just seen. You know, it's interesting, God always connects before he constructs. I, I, read it, I talked about it in the offering in Matthew. Before Jesus built the church, he connected people. His first thing wasn't a huge message. It wasn't a miracle. It wasn't, everybody come, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a tour. I'm, I'm going to do this tour. It's going to be amazing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, there's going to be unicorns and puppies, and people are going to get healed. Ta-da! And that, he, that's not how he started. He went and got some people and said, hey, I got a vision. You want to help me? You want to do life together? You want to do this together? You want to see what God wants to do? Do you, want, do you want to do this? And he always gathers. He always gathers. He always connects before he constructs. He always gathered a crew before he reached the crowd. Can I encourage you? Be known, not just seen. One way to do that is small groups. We're launching them today. So excited. We have 17 small groups. There's a ball hockey one. That's going to be awesome. We're going to have to pray for forgiveness after ball hockey because... People seem to get angry at ball hockey. We're going to pray for healing. We got kickboxing one. 
For all the frustrated drivers, kickboxing, you're one. We have a prayer one. We're going to pray for this church and pray for our city and pray for people. We have Bible studies. We have book uh, studies. We have uh, time to get together and talk about your story, what God's doing in your life. We have one for moms and kids. We have one for families. We have a hiking one. We have all these small groups, and right now they're live online. In fact, there's an email in your inbox right now saying how you can sign up. But can I encourage you? It's not just a program. Listen, there's something about being known, not just seen. There's something about being a part of something. So many people go up and you know, I was seen at church. Can I encourage you? Don't be seen, be known. Be known. And Jesus gathered a crew before he reached the crowd. He said, I want to know you. I want to know you by name. I want to know your fear and your dreams. I want to know your pain and your passion. And when you're known, God works out of people being known. We have to resist a crowd mentality and move into a crew mentality. Go, no, no, I'm a part of this crew. There are people here that need your influence on their life. And there are people here that need to influence you. Can't do this alone. As I close, I remember living in Africa for a while. We were working with orphans and and, and, and people going through some real struggles. It's in the city of Nairobi working with kids high on glue because of the hunger in their body and working with all these things. And we had a couple weeks off and they took us out to this place called the Masai Mara. They said, listen, you've been working hard. We got this guy owns this land. Let's go for, see some, on this game reserve, see if we can see the big five and these cool animals. And I was in this truck and I watched this cheetah hunting with his two cubs. Saw it kill an animal in front of me, right in front of me. It was the most graphic, most beautiful, most terrifying thing I've ever seen in my life. But you know what's interesting? They said, you'll always see, it'll separate the weak one, the young one, or the lame one from the herd. And when it gets isolated, that's what they pick off. Isn't that a story of life? Some of you are fighting or going, I don't believe, I don't belong to this church. No one knows my name. Maybe even in the ministry, on our dream team, on this stage or in another room going, I don't know if I fit here. And what the enemy wants to do, he wants to, in this lane assist, he wants to get you off an off-ramp going, I just need to stop for a bit and get off on my own and pick you off with doubt, insecurity, pick you off with a lot of things. I want to encourage you, when you're a part of a team, when you get in and connect, it keeps, we are safer and better together. We help each other out. There have been times this last year, people in this room help me up. Go, no, no, keep going, keep going. And there's other times I say, no, no, I got you. Why? Because we're in this together. I want to challenge you today. Psalm 119, let me read it again, the last verse. Be generous with me and live a full life, not for a minute where I take my eyes off your road. Open my eyes so I can see and what you show me, your miracle wonders. I believe there's some miracles for this church this year and there are some wonders if we stay in our lane. Some of you need some miracles in your life and some of you need to see some wonders. Some wonders. There's some things this year you're going to go, wow. We had one Christmas Eve Eve. We broke fire code. There was 885 people. They were, I don't know if you saw, if you were here. If you weren't here, you missed it. Our dream team got up, a lot of them gave up their seat and they were sitting back here. We had 50 people on both sides of the stage, on the stage back there. They couldn't even see it. They could just hear it. I walked out there. I couldn't even move so many people. I thought, wow, this is, one, this is wonderful. I believe God wants to do wonders in your finances, in your marriage, in your health, in our church, in our city. If we stay in our lane, miracles and wonders have to happen. God wants to help you, amen. Today as we close, we're closing a little early today. Because I want to make time for you to sign up for small groups and grab a cup of coffee and, say, and meet somebody and go, hey, I'm so-and-so. How was your year? Let's connect. Sign up for small groups and believe this year, if we stay in our lane, if we seek Him daily, if we worship weekly, 
And if we connect and be known, not just seen, I believe the lane we're in is one of amazing adventure and amazing prosperity, relationally, vocationally, mentally, amen? Can we stand to our feet today as we get ready to close? I'm gonna dismiss in prayer. The band's gonna play us there as we dismiss today. Coffee is gonna be flowing and free. Next Steps is happening. You wanna connect? Join the team. Go to the What's Next wall and say, hey, I wanna be a part of this church and help make this happen. Small groups, you're gonna see a big table out there. You can sign up. You can sign up on your phone right now. You can sign up there if you need help. We can sign you up. We have cards explaining it all. This is gonna be the best year of your life if we stay in our lane. Amen? Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this church. I thank you for these people. God, thank you. You have a call in our life for good and not for evil. You have a call in our life to bless us and not hurt us. God, you've called us to be rich in relationships, rich in forgiveness, rich in our faith. And God, I pray right now as you call us to a lane of faithfulness, a lane beyond compare, that God, you would give us the strength to stay in our lane. God, we seek you daily. God, would you speak to us in our cars, in our homes, in our places of work. Speak to our teenagers and our kids and our wives and our husbands. Would you speak to us daily? God, we worship weekly. Father, these services, we come together knowing it's a greenhouse of atmosphere, that God, there is faith here. We can take on our week, and God, we, we are determined not just to be seen, but to be known. God, I bless this church. In the name of Jesus Christ, everybody said.